0: Good morning. I'd like to welcome you to a new week and another edition of our Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection. And I know that this uh, video is not only late today, but it also um, was not done yesterday. And uh, yesterday I took some time off, went uh, snow skiing up in Pennsylvania, and had a great time uh, taking advantage of this uh, beautiful winter weather, uh, which we haven't had for an entire year, it seems like. Uh, But uh, my plan is that throughout the rest of the week, I am going to get out five episodes. Um, We also have a teen retreat that um, I'm going to be going uh, with the teens and Pastor Josh to. So um, it is possible that later in the week during that time period, I'm not able to do these, but my plan is uh, to the best of my ability to get out um, five episodes this week. Um, So. The passage we're looking at is a very important passage. It's dealing with a topic that um, I think we really need to understand And it also um, has a bit of a parable associated with it that is going to make it a challenging passage. And we dealt with this not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. So um, if you take your uh, mind back a couple of weeks, this is the text we dealt with, and I think it will be um, really good for us to dig into. So the verses are Luke chapter 11, verses 23 through 28. I'm going to read it and then uh, put out a couple of introductory thoughts as we um, prepare ourselves to focus in on this topic of the tragedy of moralism without the power of the gospel. Here's what it says, verse 23. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I'll return unto my house whence I came out. When he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh it to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Came to pass after these things that a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the woman, that bare thee and the paps which gave thee suck. But he said, Yea, rather blessed are they, that hear the word of God and keep it. Now I would summarize the text that we're going to look at this week in the following way. Any religious system or philosophical system that is not capable of addressing the root cause of sin and the greatest consequence of sin has no enduring value. And not only does it have no enduring value, but it actually leaves a person worse off than had they never come in contact with such a system. Now, the system that's being talked about in this text of scripture is the system that was prevalent in the time of Christ. It was a form of legalistic Judaism. And it was making um, the, the, the mindset that you could somehow earn your way to God through the keeping of the law, through the following of rituals, and building a, a basis for you to be accepted by God in your own righteousness. That is the exact system that Jesus is confronting And it was a powerful system. It was a system that was um, the most predominant way of thinking of the people of the time that he was living in, in the Jewish community. And so he's going to address it head on. And as we read through this text and as we think about these truths, what we're going to see is that what God's concerned about is that we embrace the gospel that has the power to transform us internally and the gospel, which alone has the power to change our ultimate eternal destination. So that's where we're going this week. And I want to begin by by thinking about the situation that we see in our own nation. And if you think about it, the United States um, is far less religious than it was when I was a small child. And a lot of you who are watching these videos, um, if you were to go back to the time that you were children, it was a far more religious nation than it is today. But one of the things that I have noticed and thought about is that there was a time in our nation where we began to drift from healthy and vibrant Christianity to a cultural moralism that basically made it socially acceptable to live a moral life, but didn't necessarily come with the power of the gospel. This is a problem that I think we've had in our nation. And it's something that we're beginning to see. The long-term effects of, the consequences of it. The question that I want to pose is, knowing that our nation today is at a pivotal moment in its history and it is far more secular and far more progressive than it was 20 years ago, what is the real hope or is there hope for our nation? Now I know the text in front of us is not really given so that we would see how we as Americans should pray for our nation. What it does do is it emphasizes a principle, a truth that is foundational to understanding what our nation needs. And not just the United States, but what any group of people need. So we've seen a rapid decline of of ethics and morality and family structure in our culture. And this decline has touched every single area of life. We can remember, if we are a certain age, what it was like to live in a different kind of country. But the thing that we need to ask ourselves is... What can actually change a society and make it the vibrant and healthy and peaceable place that it should be? Well, the answer is, it's the gospel. You know, how should we live when we are living in a time like this? How should we be praying for our nation? Where should we find our, our source of confidence and the hope that we have? Um, what? How, how can we contribute to the good of our land? Well, that's what I'm going to address this week. And so I hope that you will join us for these studies. I hope that as we work through this passage of scripture and we look at the principle that is at the foundation of thinking biblically about this issue, that you will walk away saying, I understand how I need to pray for this nation. I understand how I can contribute to the good of this people. I understand where the real solution lies. And the real solution is something that addresses the heart. It's something that has the power to transform from within. It's something that can actually save a person from sin and can order their lives in accordance with God's purposes. And that something is the gospel. And so we're going to dig into that this week. So Lord willing, we will get through all five sessions. That's the plan. And I hope that you'll join us this week. Share this with people who you think might be benefited by it. And Lord willing, tomorrow morning, we'll meet again. Have a blessed day. Bye now.